Welcome in, Lineup Logic fans. It is your boy, Spartanzilla, getting ready to break down the November 8th. Can't believe it's already November uh, 8th edition of the Fantasy Fast Break. With me, uh, you've come to love and uh, adore this guy. It's my man, Jeremy Lopez, a.k.a. Take No Days Off. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing? What's going on, Quaffo? Man, it's good. We're just getting this slate, you know, uh, up here in the Midwest. It's getting cold, so I'm, uh, you know, what better thing to do than uh, try to sweat some DFS, you know, going forward here in uh, in, in snowy November already. So yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, love all the feedback we've been getting from you guys uh, in our in our Slack chat. Again, for those um, interested in being part of the the great lineup logic community. Uh, patreon.com slash lineup logic uh, $10 a month gets you access to the slack uh, gets you access to the tools that uh, my co-host here uh, take no days off uh, Jeremy uh, puts um, puts out there for a variety of sports especially the NBA uh, great great tools and tips $10 a month patreon.com slash lineup logic uh, best $10 in the business like we talked about the last podcast we didn't raise the price a lot of other people have raised the price but we did not raise the price on that, so um, hopefully you will become a member of that community, and it is a great community uh, full of a lot of smart, smart uh, DFS players. So um, as we like to do on the Fantasy Fast Break, we're going to walk through a little bit of the stuff that's happening around the association. We're going to go through some key injuries. We'll break it down relatively game by game. And what it seems like most of you guys like to, the most is our, our lineup build segment at the end. So we'll do that, and uh, we've got a little bit of twist on that. So you'll see that when we get to that part of the podcast. So um, with that, Jeremy, you got anything else before we get rolling? No, let's do it. Let's boogie. Okay. So injuries. There's a bunch of them. I'm going to run them down. I know a lot of pods do this, but it is helpful as you try to frame out the slate and figure out um, – you know, what makes sense and what injuries are going to open up playing time opportunities, uh, open up minutes. And we know minutes equals money in the world, in the words of uh, the famous Al Smizzle. So uh, let me go on the injuries I have so far. Again, this is a uh, taping the night before. So on a Thursday night, so far, the injuries I have, I've got Rajon Rondo for the Lakers, doubtful. I've got uh, Avery Bradley, questionable. D'Angelo Russell is now probable. Jeff Teague is questionable. Emmanuel Moutier is out. Lonzo Ball is probable. Jeremy Lamb is out. Dwayne Dedman is questionable. Gary Harris is probable. Harry Giles is questionable. Miles Turner, questionable. Miles Turner, I should say. J.J. Reddick, questionable. My man, Blake Griffin, he is out, but he's now day-to-day. Derek Rose, also from the Pistons, is out. Terrence Ross is doubtful. Tim Frazier is doubtful. And Ben Simmons, your boy there, uh, Jeremy, is out for it looks like three games. Whew, that's a lot of injuries. Uh, and we're yeah, not, we're, we're not even late, man. And we're not even a quarter of the way in, right? I mean, this is nuts. So, uh, and that goes on top of all the you know the big name injuries that we already know that we won't belabor the point with the Stephs and the Zions and all these other stars. So it's a war of attrition already to start the season, which is kind of crazy. So, um, and as we move through this game by game, you will see. Uh, the impact that all these various injuries have uh, on roster construction for the Friday night slate. Uh, with that, there's over-unders that I'm going to give all of you right now for the ones we have. Again, we're taping this on a Thursday night for the Friday slate, so hopefully you guys listen to this on your commute, listen to this on your commute going going to work or coming from work or dropping kids off or whatnot. Uh, I'll give you the over-unders we have right now, uh, and it's subject to change. Uh, as the day goes on. So uh, we have no total in the uh, Detroit-Indiana game. I think they're just kind of waiting to see what happens uh, if Blake actually plays. I, I know I mentioned he's out, but, uh, you know, they got the him, you got the Turner injury. So I think that's why we have no line there, no, no, no total there. I should say Indiana is favored, though, but with no total. Uh, Cleveland-Washington, the over-under is 227. Memphis and Orlando, the over-under is 208. Sacramento and Atlanta over under 220 and a half. Uh, no total in the Golden State Minnesota game. Probably uh, D'Angelo Russell, the big key there. Uh, Toronto New Orleans, we got a 233 total. 
New York and Dallas, 217 total. Milwaukee and Utah, 216 total. Uh, Philly and Denver, no line there. Uh, interesting. It looks like Joel Embiid is probable, so we kind of missed him on the in the rundown, but I, I'm sure he's going to play. But the uh, no total on that one, probably waiting on that news. Um, Brooklyn and Portland, big total, 233. And then Miami and the Lakers, uh, 215, so a nice... Uh, uh, even line total there um, with the Lakers favored in that game. So going through those, Jeremy, anything stand out for you in terms of big numbers right now? Uh, not really. Um, I think Vegas is pretty much right on with what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, Vegas uh, Vegas makes money by being real, real smart about this and real sharp on those lines. So Yeah, they're a lot better than what I am <laughs> anyway. So. And, and me, and me, a lot better than yeah. me as well, so. All right, let's take it game by game, folks. Um, working our way through this big, big 11-game slate in the, in the NBA on Friday night. We will start with my Detroit Pistons coming off a nice win on, on yeah Wednesday uh, against the Knicks. They traveled to the nation's heartland to take on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Pacers are favored by 7.5. Like I said, there's no total. Uh, Jeremy, what are we thinking about with the Pistons, other than the obvious, that man in the middle, Dre Drummond? What other Pistons are you liking on this slate? Um, I think Bruce Brown is still um, a little bit cheap for his um, defensive upside. Um, I think he's just been getting it done on the defensive end. Um, 5,600 on FanDuel. I think he can still, uh, like two of his last three games, he eclipsed that 40-point mark. Um, he's playing close to 40 minutes a game, and if this game stays close, uh, like I think it would, um, I think he can he can hit that 40 mark again. Now, do you think the value is still there with him on the FanDuel? Because I think he was 5,800, if I'm not mistaken. 56 today. 56, okay. Mm-hmm. He's, he's... Um, yeah, I think I think um, like it's not a smash spot, but that's just going to lower the um, ownership on him as well. So okay. I guess we'll we'll pay close attention to it later on in the day. And just see if um, if that leverage is still there. I think he can still get to that forty point mark. Okay, okay. Any other Pistons you're liking tonight or on Friday? I should say? Um, Markeith Morris is still um, well underpriced, and like I said on the on the last pod, he's not going to be this bad forever. And he came out last game um, versus his brother and put up thirty seven fantasy points in twenty nine minutes. So, um, like I like I said, it's possible for him. He's only forty seven hundred. Um, if he gets you 25 fantasy points, you're very happy with that. I just don't like rostering him, but I got to get the bias out of it. Work, yeah. on the, work on the numbers. You're right. Yeah, but you, you, you got to understand too. Like when I'm when I'm talking about these players, I'm not talking about just like um, a staple of your cash build. I'm I'm talking about like these are these are guys you can consider in your 150. Um, so like I would I would be considering Marquise Morris in my 150. Maybe 10 to 15 percent of my build would would consist of him. Man, you guys in that mass multi-entry, man. That's a no, whole nother world, man. The MME, that's a whole nother world. But you have, yeah. you've, you've gotten to master that. So uh, nothing, nothing with Luke Kennard. Nothing uh, with any other uh, Pistons uh, pieces. Yeah, Luke Kennard still has some type of value in him. Um, but like he's getting really close to that consistent five X. Like he's been right around the thirty fantasy point mark. Um, and being at 5,800, he's almost 6K, which is your, your 5X would be 30. Um, and he hasn't shown much ceiling past that. His highest on the season is 35, which came against this um, Pacers team. But he also had a 22-point game versus this same Pacers team. This is the third time they're playing this year already. Um, and I, I just don't see the, the ceiling in that price tag for him. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's move over to the Pacers. What do you like with the Pacers? Um, well, if Miles My- Turner sits again, um, DeMonte Sabonis has to just play as many minutes as he can handle. Um, but you got to understand, too, that he's coming off of uh, that injury. And I know the last game got a little bit out of hand versus um, the Wizards, um, if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but he, he only played 27 minutes. But the last two times that he played against uh, the Pistons this year, he played 35 and 38. Um, at 9K, he's been putting up. 45 and over um, a lot better and you got to understand too that with these higher price players you don't necessarily look for 
the 5x like you do for the mid-range guys um you're, you're okay with a, a 4x uh, or four and a half x at 9k um and i think he'll be able to easily get there tomorrow yeah i think i agree with you i think with turner being kind of in that you know uh questionable state um uh goga you know the other son goga's there. out goga's, goga's out. out yeah yeah, yeah with, him, with with both of those two either out or questionable I mean, this seems like a real, I hate to say it, smash spot for uh, for uh, Sabonis, you know. I mean, I could see upside of maybe 55 FanDuel points, um, you know, because like you said, he's got to play all the minutes that he can yeah. handle. Even though he's coming off injury and it's early in the season, he's going to get all the minutes. So I really like Sabonis here. What about your boy, yeah. what about your boy Malcolm Brogdon on this squad? Um, yeah, I, I they lowered his price tag a little bit. Last game he was 92, now he's 88. Um, I think this is another spot where, I mean, he's, he's basically the Victor Oladipo right now. Um, he's doing everything that he wants on this offense. He's creating, he's scoring, he's rebounding, he's playing defense. He's doing whatever he wants on this offense. And that ceiling, um, at 8,800 is still there. He's got games close to 60. Um, he's got, um, one game, two games below 40 this year, um, so that there's still a lot of value in that 8,800 price tag. No doubt, no doubt. And again, you know, with no Jeremy Lamb there in the backcourt as well. So this is this is Brogdon's show to run, you know. So yeah, the only other guy that I'm considering on um, on this Pacers team is um, either Jakar Sam, uh, Sampson or Doug McDermott, um, depending on Miles Turner being out. If if Miles Turner is out, one of one of, or maybe both of them will have to play some um, bigger minutes, and that's gonna it's gonna pay off for one of them. They're thirty eight and at thirty nine hundred a piece. Um, I would definitely set a rule in my one fifty to say don't play them together though, um, because I don't think they're both gonna go off on the same day. Right, makes some sense. Anything else with this game? Um, no, that's it. We can move on. Let's keep it moving. Cleveland and Washington. Uh, the battle of two, uh, you know, sad sack squads. We talked about a 227 total. Um, Washington is a favorite. Uh, I don't even see why, but <laughs> they're the favorite. Um, let's start with the Cleveland side of the ball. There's two guys that I've been locking in a lot of lineups this year. I'm sure you can figure them uh, with, with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Um, those are really the only Cavs I see. What about you? Anything from Cleveland outside of those two guys? No, those are really the only two people who I really um, consider every day. Um, Larry Nance has been finding his way into some of my builds um, just because his minutes have been up, and on his career, he's a lot better than what he's been this season. Um, but outside of that, those those are the two guys that I'm um, constantly looking at. Tristan Thompson, I'm not sure why, but he just doesn't make it to enough of my lineups as as I actually like him. Um, so maybe just because his career numbers are just a lot lower than what he's been um, over the last season. So I, I need to maybe adjust some things so I can get him to pop a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I don't know if this is uh, sustainable, but in the early going of the season, you know, he is really just, you know, he's averaging almost 41 FanDuel points. I mean, this guy's killing it right now. So Yeah, and he did it last year before he went down too. Exactly, so. exactly. What about the Wizards' side of the ball? What are you liking uh, with Washington? Um, if Troy Brown keeps getting those minutes that that um, he was getting a few games ago versus the Pistons and um, Minnesota, um, he's, he has value in that 4K price tag. Um, but he did uh, go down to 17 minutes last game. And he's the same price as Bertans and $100 more than... Um, CJ Miles, who all play the same position. So another little tidbit that if if I'm playing um, any of them in my lineup, I'm not playing more than one. I would set a rule in my 150 to to say no Troy Brown, no Davis Bertans, and no CJ Miles in the same lineups um, because they're negatively correlated. They just can't go off at the same time together. Yeah, of those three, I really like Bertans myself. I I think we talked about him on uh, Monday's pod. Uh, Troy Brown, you know, I, I rostered him yesterday. You know, wasn't, wasn't the greatest situation. It looked like a smash by, but it wasn't the greatest situation. Like you said, he only got the 17 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. You could go back and you know and say the recency bias, but I, I'm with you. If you're gonna pick any of those people a small forward, uh, just just pick one and don't don't try to roster both of those together. Yeah, um, I would say, I would say my my favorite um, of those would probably be um, C.J. Miles, just because he's he's we know how hot he can get, and when he gets hot, um, he stays in the game. Mm-hmm. So he he's a guy that he can make uh, four three pointers and a half, and they'll be forced to play him a little bit more in the second half because of it. So at thirty nine hundred, and he's the cheapest, um, I think he he'll probably be my favorite of those uh, three cheapies. Gotcha. Uh, probably goes without question with Bradley Beal, uh, but what about uh, Isaiah Thomas? Um, I didn't notice. Uh, I think him moving into the starting lineup actually hurt him a little bit um, because obviously now he's competing with Beal for usage um, and he's competing um, for shots now. So his minutes didn't go up. Um, they still are keeping him at actually every other game has specifically been 19 minutes 24 minutes 19 minutes 24 minutes 19 minutes so if my um uh, observations is is checking me right uh i think the next game he'll play 24 minutes um <laughs> but but uh i'm not sure that's enough at 5500 for him like if he was getting 24 minutes with the with the second um unit then sure but uh i'm not sure but i mean i guess it's a little miniature revenge game so Little miniature, but, but, <laughs> but it's not like him going to Boston. Not like him going. To yeah, Boston. no, no. So, yeah. Um, the only other piece from Washington is uh, my guy, man, Rui Hachimura. Like I like him, fifty five hundred as a last person to put into your, um, you know, to your lineup. So I don't, I don't hate Rui at all. I, 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 I like the kid's talent. Um, against Cleveland, you know, good total at two twenty seven. I could see me uh, rostering some Rui uh, on uh, Friday night. Yeah, I think he's been getting into uh, foul trouble a little bit. Um, I think that's why his minutes have been have been a little bit all, all over the place. But um, not my favorite play, but I'll accept it if he falls into any of my builds. We will see at the end. We'll see at the end. All right. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. We can be real quick with this one. Memphis at Orlando. Uh, low total in this one. Uh, 208, like we mentioned at the start of the pod. Um, you know, Orlando, just a weird squad. Um, they're off to kind of a slow start uh, record-wise. Um, any pieces on the Orlando puzzle that uh, excite you, that you really want to roster on uh, Friday? Um, I think Aaron Gordon is a little bit underpriced for um, for what we've seen him do in his career, 6,300 on FanDuel. Um He's he's getting the big minutes still. The minutes aren't going anywhere. It's just the production that's that's uh, slightly going somewhere. But we always love him in pace up situations, uh, and that's exactly what he's getting today. So uh, I, I like Aaron Gordon. Okay, and then uh, you know I've been trying to roster Markel Fultz here and there. Uh, he's moved in the starting lineup as well. Like you said, it's a pace up. So maybe uh, at five thousand, you know, you're only really looking for him to get you know, the 25 uh, FanDuel points. So um, he's averaging, you know, around 22 in the last three. So I think he can get there uh, in this matchup. So I don't mind Markel Fultz. Um, I'm not going to roster Vooch in this one. And uh, the rest of the, you know, uh, you know another guy too I, I think about is Jonathan Isaac, although that price is kind of caught up with production at 7K. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, real good player, real good young player. Um, but on this big slate, I don't feel like you have to roster him. But I don't mind Jonathan Isaac. So I guess there's more Orlando pieces than I care to 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 like. But you know, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Having having the pace up versus a, a bad defense and a young defense is um, is going to get that for you. Exactly. What about on Memphis side of the ball? Um. Oh. Uh, not much. I mean, I I can't keep rostering Jaron Jackson if he's just gonna get two fouls in the first two minutes and then sit the entire second, um, pretty much the entire second half. Like this is really frustrating now. Man, you killing me. That's my guy. Games, That's my like, guy. It's just you it's know, so you... bad because he's so talented, but he just cannot play defense. And then the thing is, is that the last game it wasn't even the defensive fouls. He had two charges. 
And I was just like, what are you doing? Listen, I will not stand for this blasphemy on, J- on Triple J. That's Listen, my man, guy. You're going to hear it today. That is my guy. <laughs> I understand he has a bit of an issue of fouls, a bit of an issue, but he's working, <laughs> he's, he's working it. He's trying to work on the thing. He's there has not been a game where he hasn't had two fouls in the first quarter yet. That may be the case, but he's still my guy. <laughs> he's still my guy. So, okay. Uh, I like Dylan Brooks. Okay, Dylan yeah. Brooks at 5K is a lot. Um, there's a lot of value in that in that price tag. Still, we've seen him hit um, a few ceiling games when he got the 30 minute um, mark, and if he gets 30 minutes again in this matchup, I think. I mean, going against uh, this defense, there's nothing scary about it. So, I, like I think uh, Dylan Brooks can can do well here. Yeah, I'm with you on Dylan Brooks. Uh, also, John Morant. I, I mean, I roster him a little too much, but I, I kind of like him in this spot. And uh, Brandon Clark, too. I'm just scared of these price tags. Like, John Moran is, is um, priced as if he's averaging 40 fantasy points a game, but he's only averaging 33. And they refuse to give him 30 minutes. Um, so it's just, I, I think he's just priced out of um, my value considerations. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I'll take that. All right, let's move on. We spent way too much time on the game. We said we weren't going to spend time on it. We spent way too much time. Yeah. All right, let's go. Sacramento at Atlanta. That game is in ATL. We talked about the 220 total. Uh, Sacramento, you know, trying to figure some things out. Um, what do you like with the with the Kings? On the Kings side, uh, not much to be honest. To be completely honest, there's not much on this side that I that I'm even considering outside of maybe Rashawn Holmes uh, at 64. I know in, in the last game versus Toronto, he popped um, big time in my builds. Um, he got the 30 minutes that I wanted, but against that Toronto and Margasol defense, um, he didn't. He just didn't get me what I wanted. But if he gets 30 minutes in this matchup, uh, I like that a lot more. So 6,300 or 6,400 for Holmes. I'll take that. No love for Fox or uh, Heald? Um, not really. I just think that they're a little bit priced out. Um, Atlanta, has, I mean, they play this um, high-paced game, but... Actually, I think they're lower paced this year. Yeah, uh, let me pull, check that I'm, real quick. I'm pulling them up. Uh, Atlanta is 18, yeah, they're, 18th in pace in the NBA. Yeah, they're yeah they're not as like last year. They were just off to the races. Right. Um, they slowed the game down a lot this year. Um, and, and that's when you usually love uh, De'Aaron Fox in those really high paced games because he get those steals and fast breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at 8200, I just. Eh. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, not. You don't have to force. I'm him. not all in. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to force on this one. So, if, he, if, he, if he comes into any of my builds, I'll, I'll take it. But I'm not going out of my way to get it. Gotcha. What about Atlanta? Um, Trey Young is the greatest player to ever walk through Atlanta <laughs> in history. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> nah, you're showing your age, man, because you got you, I know. got you got Neek, man, Dominique. I remember that dude. So no, nah, it's, it's Al Horford. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's from around. Uh, where I'm, he's from around yeah. where I'm from, so yeah, I know about Al a little bit too. So yeah, uh, Trey Young gave us the good old um, um, did, the did I am, the I am Andrew, human game. He didn't. He, did he give you Andrew Wiggins last one? He didn't give you an Andrew Wiggins. Nah, it wasn't the Andrew <laughs> Wiggins. Nah, uh, real close, but it wasn't. He had nine points and thirteen fantasy points. So um, he, they, I don't know. I think Chicago blew them out. I think. I, yeah, because that was the game that Otto Porter had yep. uh, 30 fantasy points in the first quarter and then got hurt and just didn't come back, um, and I was so toted. But Trey Young, 9,300, uh, we we know he has the 60-point upside, um, so that's, that's what you're looking for with, with guys around that price. Gotcha. Any other Hawks? Uh, maybe Jabari Parker with a new role? Um, what's what's his price tomorrow? I didn't see Jabari, it. Jabari. I know he was last seven, I checked. Yeah. FanDuel caught up with him. He's 7,000. Yeah, he was 71 last time. I, I don't mind that. Um, we know Jabari has 40 and 50 point upside. We've seen it multiple times. Um, I don't mind that 7K price tag. Um, I think the other other guys that I would consider is uh, Kevin Herter and DeAndre Bembry. Um, just some value guys that if you're trying to fit a couple studs in, um, I, will, I would consider those guys. Gotcha. All right. Let's keep it moving. Toronto is at... New Orleans tomorrow night. Um, let's see. Well, uh, high total, 233 uh, in a lot of spots, 234 in some spots. Um, Toronto, well, let's start with Toronto. What do, what do you like in there? I mean, I, I've got my 
favorite in Pascal Siakam, but outside of him, who do you uh, who do you really like on Toronto? Yeah, I think uh, most of these guys are appropriately priced. Uh, Kyle Lowry is eighty five hundred, um, and I, I like the matchup, but eighty five hundred, he's probably just going to get you that four to five x. Yeah, that's too um, much. I think it's too much on eleven game slate for me. For- I, yeah, I think like like he's a, a better maybe like a cash guy if if there's not like obvious um, value that's going to open up, uh, but he's at, at eighty five hundred in this matchup. I think he's a lock for forty fantasy points. Um, I think that's pretty much guaranteed to happen tomorrow. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, any other Raptors you trying to roster? Um, Fred Van Van Vliet had his career game versus them on opening night. Um, I don't know if you guys are into chasing uh, repeats like that, but um, usually in the NBA that those things um, happen because of a specific matchup or a specific uh, type of play style. Um, so maybe he, he can find some value on his price tag tomorrow. Gotcha, gotcha. Moving over to New Orleans, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit because I think they were on the Monday slate. Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram, this is his squad. This is his team right now. Yep, and he and he's performed every game since then that that we talked about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Eighty eight hundred, and he's still putting up fifty five fantasy points, and you love that at that price. So he has the ceiling. He can score forty real points in a game. He gets the steals. He gets the blocks. He's not turning the ball over ten times like James Harden and and Westbrook. Um, he's he's doing everything he can, and he has ceiling games. So. What I would do in this situation is if I do roster Brandon Ingram um, at that price tag, we know we want him to hit a ceiling. Um, I would definitely lock in one of either Pascal or Lowry to, to go back, along yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah because it, if, if, if this game stays close, um, more than likely Ingram is the reason and Siakam and or Lowry both have to hit their ceilings um, if this game stays close and it goes above the total. No doubt. Uh, we talked a little bit on the Monday pod about Drew Holiday, um, but you know, in the event that Lonzo sits this one out, um, I think I like Drew a little bit more. But like you said, he's taking a backseat to all these ex-Lakers, and so uh, it will be interesting to see. I, I would ne- definitely need to get more Lonzo Ball news before I uh, roster Drew tomorrow. Yeah, I like Point Drew. Yeah. Yeah, point point Drew is a lot different than what he's doing with all the Lakers in the mix. Any other yeah. uh, Pelicans? Josh Hart's price hasn't moved yet, and he's still um, pretty productive at that price. So it depends on whether or not um, there's obvious value. But for right now, that's that's a solid mid range guy. Yeah, and the dude, you know, it's not for tomorrow's slate, but just keep this name in mind. I talked about him with Rob Beard on that uh, season opening podcast, Jackson Hayes. This dude was a beast last year at Texas. He's not getting the minutes right now. I mean, he got 16, 13, 9, 23 in his last couple games, you know, trying to work him into the rotation. If he gets minutes, this dude can produce. He is a young, talented center. So watch for him. Not tomorrow's slate. You don't need him for tomorrow. But just keep that in the back of your mind that Jackson Hayes is a player uh, to watch for. So I think that's all I really saw on New Orleans' side. And we talked Toronto, so let's keep it moving. Golden yep. State at Minnesota tomorrow night. Uh, Golden State, uh, no no total on this one, as we mentioned, because of all of the questions surrounding D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, Cat is back doing Cat things on the Minnesota side of the ball. But let's start with Golden State. We talked about value. We talked about this guy. And I kind of I was I was kind of eyeing him already. Uh, I think that the phrase you you uttered in the last podcast was "What's a Kai Bowman?" and that guy went, <laughs> that guy went out Kai Bowman and he just he's been balling you know he's getting the minutes as, as starting point guard no no fewer than thirty five minutes in his last three um, he didn't play it well against Houston uh, in the last time out but the two games before that you know he averaged over you know about thirty three uh, FanDuel points in about so almost a, a fantasy point a minute. You know, um, and at 5100 the price hasn't caught all the way up with his new role in this new look uh, Golden State squad. So, 
Kaibo. Oh no, the the price the price caught up. He just put up that dud and they dropped him right back down. Yeah. I felt like such a fish on um when was that uh Wednesday? Yeah. The Wednesday slate. Um I had like forty percent at sixty two hundred and I was like, This doesn't feel right. <laughs> like this guy this guy has had two good career games. Like this does not feel right. Um and yeah, he went out there, played thirty five minutes and put up fourteen fantasy points and I lost my money because of that. So <laughs> but uh it is what it is. Um but remember we did talk about Alec Burks on Monday and yeah, he did the, he we, did his thing, yeah, he did his thing. He did it, he exploded, man. He this guy can score, he can score and and, and he's one of the reasons why games can stay close. Mm-hmm. So if they give him the minutes, he's gonna be the Lou Will type player where he just goes out there and he scores to keep teams in the game. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely uh, in that value section. Alec, Alec Burks, uh, definitely. Uh, it was between him and GR3, and Burks really just showed out in that last that last time out. So, uh, what about uh, Pascal? Um, what about what about what about Eric Pascal? You know, kind of in that Draymond Green role. He's 6,500 now. Yeah, um, that price tag is what's it's what's getting me. Um, I, I just think that there's better ways to go right now. But again, if 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 we get closer to the lock and he's still projecting well, then I'll, I'll I'll go for it. But I'm not going out of my way and locking this guy in. Gotcha, gotcha. What about Minnesota side of the ball? We know about Cat. Uh, you know, he's there's really. I mean, Collie Stein is back for the Warriors, but you know, Cat should be able to eat and eat well in this game. Um, Against the Warriors, um, he smashes the Warriors yeah, every game, yeah, every I mean, matchup. I mean, he should, he should. I mean, are we thinking like sixty, seventy? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely in his range of outcomes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Yeah, so Cat is definitely in a smash spot. Uh, looking at the rest of the T Wolves, I don't like playing Wiggins with Cat back. You forget about that. Uh, T's, you know, could be sick. Napier might be out, so I know Josh uh, Okogi was supposed to you know, run some point point guard. He's thirty seven hundred, but on the slate, I don't feel like you need to roster him. I, I, I rostered him on Wednesday, and probably at the position I should have rostered Jared Culver. Uh, you know, the young the young star who had a pretty good game in his last time out. So maybe I stay away from Okogi and stay away from any Minnesota other than Cat. Yeah, um, I I think. For me, I I don't mind the uh, the Culver play and the Wiggins play. Um, if Teague is not playing, if Teague's playing, then I, I don't want any of those two. But if Teague's not playing and and Napier is not playing, I should say that as well. And if the, if they're both out, um, then I, I don't mind locking in some 3800 Culver and um, Wiggins still has uh, some upside at that 7100. But I would proceed with caution. Yep, definitely. All right, we'll keep it moving. New York, the Knicks. Uh, another season, another bad start for the New York Knicks. Uh, they are in Dallas to take on uh, Luka and his boys. Uh, we talked about their total in the open, the 217, kind of lowest total. Um, let's see, what about those Knickerbockers? There's, there's got to be something that we can play here. Frankie Nicotine had a pretty good game his last time out. Uh, what else are you? Uh, what else are you looking at here? I got R.J. Barrett is another kind of Nick that I I like to roster because uh, you know the minutes are there, the usage is is there. Um, you know, New York knows what they want to do with him. They want to just kind of showcase him as their their future guy. Yeah, um, I don't mind R.J. Uh, like 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 I said, with most of these guys, it's just the ceiling that I'm looking for. Um, but outside of that, Mitch Robinson is out, um, but they don't seem to want to give Bobby Portis more than 20 minutes or more than, yeah, he's played exactly 20 minutes the last three games. Um, so that's not someone who would appeal to me as much and if they're not going to give him that time. Um, have they been giving Taj any minutes at all? I saw him get a little bit of run against the Pistones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got a little bit of run against the Pistones. Um, he got 21 minutes. They got, was, but it was I, they got Ivan Rab. Um, like, oh, my God. They have, like, 40 power forwards on this <laughs> roster. Like, what are you doing? Julius Randle. Yeah. I guess uh, I, with with um, Mitch Robinson, I'll, I'll play. I'll probably have a, a ton of Julius Randle at 7K. Yeah. 
Um, he should pop. I probably have a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say Randall. Randall should pop on a lot of models. I know he popped on a lot of models on Wednesday. He'll probably pop again. I think uh, going in for the Friday slate. So it's not yeah. the world's worst player. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and outside of him, um, you can definitely roster the the better Morris brother or the better Morris twin. Um, <laughs> and uh, another another guy. Well, Mar- Marcus Morris just he's been playing great he's been he's basically been doing what he did last year when Kyrie was off the floor um every time Kyrie was off the floor Marcus Morris was a lock and load and he played great um and this year at 6400 he's still um outperforming that price tag so with with any injuries out there I think he'll um he'll do well but you also got Kevin Knox who's been getting um some minutes back this over the last few weeks um so at 3900 like that's that's some solid value right there cuz he has room for upside. You know he's a young player so if he's going well and he's playing well they're going to keep him in the game. They're going to run him as many minutes as as they need to if if he's playing well. So at 3900 that's some um that's a price tag with lots of upside. Yeah, I actually do like Kevin Axe as well. So there's some some things I like in New York. What about those uh those Mavs? I mean, is it really just Luca and and the unicorn? Those two? Uh, any other any other Mavs you're looking at? Would this be a revenge game if if <laughs> Porzingis won it out? <laughs> well, I think it could be a revenge game because the Knicks were kind of doing that slander business with him. So I've never I mean, seen anyone traded as fast as yeah. Porzingis after demanding a trade. Right. It was like. It was like Woj tweeted out, uh, Przingis has demanded a trade. And then two minutes later, Woj is like, Przingis is on his way to Dallas. And it's like, what just happened? It's the Knicks. Um, the, the Knicks happened. And I'm sorry for, I know there's some people in chat that are Knicks fans. I'm yeah. sorry, man. You guys just, it's it's, a, it's not a good scene in, in New York with these these guys. Yeah, but uh, there's no one on the on this Knicks team who can even come close to guarding Porzingis. Um, and at 8,400, he's still got that uh, ceiling game in him. The last game is going to scare a lot of people off because they're going to see that 19 fantasy point outing. That's what um, we they want. don't realize. That's what we yeah, want. Yeah. that's gonna that's gonna drop the ownership. I'd much rather him have that 19 point outing um, as his last game rather than that 46 point outing as his last game because um, I I would like to roster him at low ownership because when he goes off, man, that dude is going to go nuts. Yeah, the, the skills are there, the talent is there. So, yeah, for me, I think on Dallas is those two, and as you mentioned, revenge game is a dish <laughs> best served cold. I mean, the Knicks, he might he might do 50 FanDuel points on, uh, on this old team. It might be a revenge game for Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he won it out of New York, but yeah. he is, and and he's going to be playing 25 to 27 minutes. Yeah. So um, if he's hot, man, you know how Tim Hardaway can get. Yep, exactly. If he's hot, they're they're just going to let him ride, and they're going to keep feeding him and let him just jack him up. Yeah. But um, he's he's I only say that because he's very very cheap uh, at 3,700 on Fanduel as small forward, which is always a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely value there. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so it should be a fun game to watch. Um, let's move on. Milwaukee at Utah uh, on uh, Friday night. Um, we gave you that total of two sixteen. Um, pretty much a pick 'em. Uh, these two teams gonna be playing deep into the uh, to the spring. Um, for Milwaukee. Uh, for me, let me look through this real quick. I mean, obviously Giannis, but uh, you know he's under under 12k, so um, but it is a bit of a pace down matchup. So I don't feel like you get a force in Giannis on the on the slate. And then if I'm looking, uh, I've really gotten off the Chris Middleton train. Uh, between Bledsoe and Hill, it's just a matter of who's gonna get the minutes. Uh, maybe maybe George Hill as a as a filler for. Um, uh, your salary builds on this uh, big 11 game slate. Uh, yeah, there's not much beyond that. And, you know, something something rubs me wrong about the the Bucks this year in terms of you know they 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 beat the Clippers without Kawhi last night. I'm just not feeling it. So I mean, it's Giannis if you're looking for a stud, but don't feel like you got to force him on such a big slate. And then maybe one of Bledsoe and Hill, and that's really it for me. Anything for you with Milwaukee? 
Um, not really. Uh, I I, I do like Giannis in, in these um more competitive games because they just beat up on pretty much everybody that they play in the Eastern Conference. So it's always good to like he's going to be on the road at Utah. Um, he's going to be feeding off the crowd. Uh, he, it's going to be a close game. So we like him in close games. We don't like him in, in those games versus the Wizards where they win by when they're up by 40 at the end of the third quarter. Right, and he right, just right. he sits the entire fourth quarter with 55 fantasy points already. And it's just like, come on, dude. Exactly. Um, but again, this is another guy where if I'm rostering Giannis um, at 11-7, then I need some kind of correlation on the other side. So I would be going with Don Mitchell on, on the Utah side. Um, if I think that Giannis is hitting his 70-point ceiling, then I need Don Mitchell to be hitting a, his 45, 55-point game. Um, and, and I'm hoping for this game to go over in a situation like that. Exactly, and it's and it's key. And I, I like how you've mentioned a couple of the games we've gone over, the correlation. Be, be mindful of how you expect these games to play out. As you pointed out, if Giannis is going to go bananas – well, that means likely it's a close game, so someone on Utah has got to pick up the slack, and likely a Spider Mitchell. So, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I, I, definitely I like either that. I would either match him with um, Mitchell or with Gobert, um, and to an extent Mike Conley, but Mike Conley has has had a thirty point game followed uh, right be, right after a five point game. Um, right after a 37 and a 41, which was before a four-point game. So, like, as you can see, like, you honestly have no idea what you'll get out of this guy. Um, his standard deviation is probably, like, 45 by now. <laughs> like, it's just so bad. You're either going to get um, four points or you're going to get 40, and you're going to have to be okay with both of them. But... Again, this is all revolving around this game staying close, and Giannis, you know, is going to be the reason why on the Bucks side, and it's just take your pick on who's going to be the reason why on the Utah side. Yeah. So you mentioned Mitchell, you mentioned Gobert, you mentioned Conley. Anybody else? You like uh, Joe Ingles or uh, Bogdanovich? Yeah, uh, Bogdan always, um, he's always going to uh, be in play because he's another guy where if he gets hot, they just keep on feeding him the ball. And he does more than just score too. Right. right. So in these in these competitive games, that's when that's when you want um that's when you want guys like this where you know that they have that ceiling, to where if the game is close and and they're just and he's the high hand, they're just gonna keep on feeding him. No doubt. Yeah. He he might be a little sneaky play on the, on the Friday night slate. Yeah. Okay. Let's move it to your boys, the 76ers. They're my pick. If you listen to the first episode. They're my pick to win it, to, to, to at least get to the finals. Um, yep. they, uh, they're going to take on Denver. We mentioned um, uh, Ben Simmons out on the shelf for three three games here at a minimum. What do you like from the 76ers on the road up in altitude? Um, is it just as simple as Embiid, Tobias, and maybe Josh Richardson with, uh, with, with Ben Simmons kind of out of the mix? Uh, no, when Ben Simmons left the last game, um, Raul Neto came in and played 30 minutes. Um, this is this is a guy that wasn't really in the rotation. Um, he he did get play time, but we just didn't play him much. Um, but he's 3,700. If he's gonna play 30 minutes versus Denver, um, I don't care who he's playing against. At 3,700 in this offense, I, there's room for him to easily. Um, 6x this price tag so Raul Neto will probably be one of the better value plays on the slate okay what about the other guys Horford uh, Richardson Embiid uh, Tobias yeah Richardson is it will be my second favorite okay. um and, and then I'll, I'll basically go up um from order of of salary from there because when Simmons is off the floor we haven't been shy about running point Richardson um so he he's definitely going to be in play. He had a real good game after um, after Ben Simmons went down, and that was in a very slow-paced matchup um, versus Utah. Denver's not where, where are they at this year? Oh yeah, Denver is is right behind Utah in pace this year. So it's going to be a very similar matchup. Um, so 
I think it's is there's still value in that fifty nine hundred. Like he can get you that forty and get you that seven um, X that you want from those mid rangers. Yeah, these are the two slowest paced teams in the in the business right now, so it's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, with, or excuse me, well Denver, not the two slowest, but let's just say Denver is. Denver and Utah, yeah. yeah. Denver and Utah. So, all right, should be a good one to watch. So, let's move on. Uh, Brooklyn is at Portland. Um, on Friday night out in the Pacific Northwest. Pretty high total at 233, as we mentioned. Uh, on the Brooklyn side of the ball, we all know the exploits of Kyrie. Kyrie has been killing it. Um, you know, he's got a band of merry men and guys like Levert and guys like Torian Prince. Uh, maybe even, uh, well, you got DeAndre Jordan as a game-time decision with his ankle. So, uh I kind of like to roster him from time to time if I can. Um, if he sits, maybe you know bumps up Jared Allen a little bit. Uh, you know, there's some piece, there's some usable pieces. I like the high total. I like the late night hammer aspect of it. Uh, anything on Brooklyn, I might have missed. Um, not really. I think I think this game is going to be dependent on what what happens tonight. Um, if if they if they have like a real close game and an overtime game versus the Clippers, uh, that's that's Portland. Um, if they have a real close and an overtime game versus uh, the Clippers tonight, then then we'll probably proceed with caution um, with this game as an entirety. But outside of that, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, Kyrie, um, he always enjoys these uh, tough point guard matchups versus Dame Lillard, um, and everyone else is pretty much appropriately priced. Kyrie is almost 10K, which is Right where he should be on FanDuel. Um, again, the the cheaper guys, Joe Harris, um, Jared Allen, if uh, DeAndre misses. But outside of that, there's not much to love here. No doubt. And what about Portland? Like you said, it is contingent. They are gonna. It's gonna be a back to back. They're in LA right now. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, we've got to see what happens there. But I mean, it's the usual suspects: Dame, CJ, uh, you know, Whiteside. Um, you know, we talked we talked on the on the Monday pod about Scal a little bit. So again, depends on what happens tonight. Um, they have some usable small forward dumpster fire pieces, as you've mentioned, with small forward between yep. Hood, Hazonia, and Bazemore. But I feel like eleven game slate, you don't really have to get cute. You don't have to roster those guys if you don't really if you don't want to. There's other value throughout this slate. Yeah, I don't think I'll end up on any of them. The one guy I would mention that it's it, again it all depends on what happens tonight. But the one guy that I'd mention, uh, young player Anthony Simons. Um, I really like the kid. Um, when he gets run, he produces. Um, he kind of comes on that second unit. Um, he's gonna be a star. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be a good player. He's just kind of playing behind two all star guards in there. But I mean. He has he's only hit 20 minutes twice in the last uh, you know handful of games, but even looking at the last game against Golden State, I mean he went for you know, 19 minutes. He had almost 24 Fanduel points, over a point a minute. So I really like him. Maybe not on the Friday slate, but like going forward, this as a guy to watch, you know, at a low price as a salary saver. He can, he can play, and I think Portland likes him. So just be mindful. I always try to look at you know be ahead of some of these trends especially on the young players or developmental kind of players uh, throughout the league. So, Yeah, I think he'll be great for when um, if CJ or Dame misses a game. Yep, yep, he's a lock and load if either one of those miss. So, All right, last game on the slate. In the city of Angels, we got the Miami Heat and we got the L.A. Lakers. Um, what are we looking at, you know, in this lowest total, the 215? What are we looking at from the Heat? They're not a team I really like to roster a lot of players from, but what do you uh, what do you see? I know they just came off the game tonight. So yeah, yeah, they're playing at, at Phoenix tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I think Kendrick Nunn still has upside at that 5600. Um, Jimmy Butler has just been playing outstanding basketball um, since joining the Miami Heat. Um, he's been doing it all on the offensive end, on the defensive end. He's got two out of uh, the last four games have been over 50 fantasy points. Um, and then 
two of the last two games were blowouts. So they've also been beating up on teams. This game is not going to be a blowout. This game is going to be competitive. Um, and a one, uh, once again, this is one of those correlation games where um, if I'm rostering Jimmy Butler at 9,200, I need either LeBron or AD on the other side of the ball. Um, these are just staples to the way that you, you're going to have to build these uh, rosters. Yeah, right now Butler's got 34 points tonight, five rebounds, three assists. On a good old DraftKings, he's in that 45 points. So he is, he is doing Yeah, so he's going to eclipse that 50 so, again. Yeah, he is doing work. All right, you talked about Miami. Uh, what about the Lakers? Is it as simple as LeBron, AD, you know, even with Rondo possibly sitting, or he's actually out now. We talked mm-hmm. about him. It was questionable. Now they've got him officially out here. I mean, uh, I don't like the I don't like the uh, the point guard situation for the Lakers. I don't feel like I got a roster them. Is Kuzma worth a roster on a Friday with this biggest late? Um, did they bump his minutes limit up yet? Um, I was reading something on that, and see, last game he was at twenty one. I think he might be in that ballpark, maybe twenty five minutes. I, I you know I'd have to go back and look at some of the stuff I was reading beforehand. So. Um, if if he gets to twenty five, then I wouldn't mind it. Okay. But at twenty and twenty one, I'm not I'm not going for that yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's some news to kind of do a little bit more digging in on on Kuzma as a late night play. Forty three hundred. Yeah. If he gets to twenty five minutes, uh, we're talking the six x. We're talking the six x p- potential at twenty five minutes, uh, you know, or more. So um, that's something to be mindful of with Kuz. Uh, no, nobody. You know the other guy though. Let me just. I hate saying this because I don't really like the dude. Um, but Dwight Howard has really played well in his role. Um, he's fifty-seven hundred. Um, you know, worst places you can go on center. He's averaging you know upwards of about twenty-two minutes, twenty-three minutes. Uh, you know, he's kind of supplanted Javale McGee uh, last time out against Chicago. He was under twenty points. But, but the previous games to that, he was 37, he was 27 FanDuel points. He's even hit a 40 a forty point when he's going up against the Hornets on, on the 27th. So the ceiling is there uh, if he gets the minutes. I mean, he, he's he's about a fantasy point a minute, maybe 1.25 fantasy FanDuel points per minute. So he's played really well in this role with uh, this team. So I don't mind Dwight Howard as well. I don't know what you think about D12. Yeah, um, he's fine. I think he's a little bit more expensive than um, I would want for um, his security in minutes. Um, but I think the other only other guys that you can consider here are the, the cheap um, shooting guards. Um, Avery Bradley, if he plays, I think is your best option here. Um, but if he doesn't play, then it's a flip a coin between KCP and Danny Green. They both suck equally as much. <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah. I would probably take Danny Green. I'm just biased. KCP really does nothing for me. He was in Detroit for so many years. Like, he's just, ugh, no, no, no good. So, no mm-hmm. good. all right. So, we have gone through whew, 11 games, man. I'm, I'm tired. I, I need something to drink after that. That's 11 games is a big, big slate. One of the bigger slates you're going to find on the season. Um, yep. Let's get it rocking and rolling. We're going to build on FanDuel. We're going to continue that because a lot of our a lot of our listeners play on FanDuel. So let's do a lineup build. But with a little wrinkle, we're going to try to make sure we get uh, you in this build some value, some mid-range, and then some studs. So I'm going to let you go first. And you pick whatever player in this giant player pool you would like to see on your roster. Yeah, so um, one thing that I, I just wanted to make, um, like, that I wanted I wanted the listeners to understand is that when you're building rosters, you always want to maximize um, your points per dollar. So what we're going to do is we're just going to start off by locking in the guys we feel most confident in um, their opportunity to um, hit that value. So I'm going to start off with the cheapest guys that I can possibly think of who can um, who have the highest chance of locking in value. And so my first guy will be Raul Neto. If we find out that he's starting, this is going to be the first guy that I will put in my lineups. I'm just going to say it seems like a homer pick, but I don't know. Nope. 
No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't play DFS with my with my heart, man. I play with my brain. I know. I know. I had to. Give, <laughs> I had to give you a little grief, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, following that line, let me go to shooting guard. Let's find the most, the most likely to get to that value. Uh, there's a couple dudes here, but if I'm looking at five X and above, five oh, X and above. You might talk me into this. All right, let's do it. Let's go, Dylan Brooks from Memphis. He can get Dylan Brooks. I like it. He can get I like it. All right. Uh, all right. Let me see. Um, any mid range? I can't think of any more like obvious cheapies. Um, because the other thing too is that when you're building rosters, a lot of people keep on thinking like for NBA, like you have to just be super contrarian. And that's not the case. Um, you can win a tournament with six chalky players and then the three contrarian plays that you make are the guys that are going to win you the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to think of what guys well, well, um, are Well, here's one small forward. You talked, about, you talked about your boy in Golden State. If you want me to go, I can go, man. I can I can put him in there. Your boy. I'm I'm not I'm not confident in those minutes though. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, I I'm trying to find yeah. 100% confidence. Okay. Okay. Um before all right, I I'll, I'll go to the to small forward and I'm going to um throw Kevin Knox in there. 3900. Um I'm I, I am confident in those minutes that he's getting. Um I'm confident in that he'll get at least 22 minutes and um, I'm not as confident in the production, but I am confident in the upside that, that that'll bring. I like it. I like it. I like where we're going here. All right. All right. So we are locking in our value. Yep. Let's see. We can we can start looking mid-range and studs from here because yeah. we got 7,900 yeah, remaining. A lot of cash to play. All yep. right. You know what? I'm going to lock them in. I know I'm going to probably watch this game. Oh, you know what? No, I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go this way. I don't want to use narratives, but I see no reason why this dude can't get a 50-burger on FanDuel. KP, the unicorn baby, joined the squad, 8,400. Christoph Porzingis, put him right in the lineup. Yep, I like it. Um, All right, so we got two options here. Um, One, if I go ahead and choose... I'm looking at shooting guard right now. If I go ahead and choose Jimmy Butler, we would have to go ahead and throw LeBron in there because we're um, correlation. We, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to have um, AD and Unicorn at power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just it's going to be so much. So if if we throw Jimmy Butler in there, we're going to go ahead and throw LeBron in there as well. So I kind of took two picks at the same time. But good. the other option which we'll get to a little bit later, would be uh, Josh Richardson at 5,900. I think he's the second best um, lock and load to hit um, his his value at shooting guard. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so we got LeBron and Jimmy Buckets in there. Yep, so we got some ceilings. Yep, let's see. So we got six, about 6,000 a player. Mm. No, I don't want to do that. It gets a little dicey in that range on at point mm-hmm. at point guard, at point yep. guard. Let's see though. Let's see what we can do. Um, I'm gonna try something because we. Well, you know what? Let me let me go to center because a point guard gets a little dicey on that deal. All right, so at center. Oh boy. Let's see. I think let's put him at. Let's put let's put in. Can I put in D twelve just to just you know with the minutes we think that's secure. We got a lot a lot of Lakers. We think we think we get to twenty two minutes. Get to twenty two minutes. Fifty. I think yeah. I, I think we can roll with that for now. Yeah. Let's just let's just put it in there for now. D twelve. Yeah. Put Dwight Howard. All right. Your your, your pick. Okay. Point guard and power forward. We got left. Okay. Let me see. Let me take a look at both real quick. Um. Okay. All right. At power forward, um, and we got a little bit more correlation here, like turning into a little um two game mini double stacks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but remember, I talked about Julius Randle being oh, one yeah. of my smash guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so at 7K, I think I like that a lot. Boom. Okay, yep. I like now, that. What does that leave us with that point card? 55. Okay. Uh, we got. I mean, we got a few cheapies though. So we got, we got three. We got. Oh, if we could, if we could figure out a way to maneuver, because in this range you got really Kendrick Nunn, Isaiah Thomas, Dragic, and Kai mm-hmm. Bowman. And I also talked about Markel Fultz in a little bit of pace up matchup, and he's getting starters minutes. Um, so any one of those dudes I'd be comfortable with. Um, yeah, uh, let's just throw Bowman in there for the time being, okay. as he's getting the most minutes, and and he's got, I mean, minutes equal production. So no doubt, minutes equals money. So, all right, let's let's run this back. Or let's see, we have a full roster. We have four hundred dollars left. Are we comfortable with the way this looks? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with this. So we got Raul Neto, Kai Bowman, Dylan Brooks, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Knox, LeBron James, KP, Julius Randle, and D12. Yeah. Um. Some pivots off of this. What do you think? Uh, you want to swap out this Miami um, and Lakers duo? Yeah, let's do that. Let's see if we can throw. Let's get a. Let's, let's get an expensive center in there. Yeah. So like, like instead of Jimmy buckets, can we put in Josh Richardson in this place? Yeah. Let's put in Josh Richardson. Okay. Because I, like I said, it's one of my uh, favorites on the. Yep. On the slate. Yep. And that leaves us with ninety four hundred, so we can go. Can't go all the way up to Towns or Drummond, but. Do we do we think Jokic against Embiid? We gonna stay away from that? Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm off of Jokic. I don't know what's going on with Jokic, but I'm off of him. What about Tristan Thompson at 83? I can dig it. Yep. Okay. Then 83, we... and that leaves us with 1100. Let's get off Kai Bowman, man. If we can get off him. Um, yeah. Let's see. So if we take Bowman. So. Out... All right, so few few um few changes we can make. Um, remember again correlation here. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we go ahead and go to small forward and throw in Giannis, um, then we can go to shooting guard and throw in um, Don Mitchell over um, Dylan Brooks. Okay. And now we'll have uh, Raul Neto. We got space at point guard. Um, Don Mitchell, Josh Richardson, Kevin Knox, Giannis, um, Space at Power Forward, Julius Randle, and Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. And about 5,600 is what those spacers are. So we can just yep. do real quick, just so we have a full roster with this second build. Let's see. Well, we can we can say um, if, if Jared Allen. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We could throw Jared Allen in there if we think that. Um, Presuming if DeAndre yeah. sits. Yeah. Um, or, or what, if, what, about, what about Eric Gordon? Or Aaron Gordon, I should say, not Eric. Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, we can throw Aaron Gordon in there, 6,300. So then we got 4,900 left. Let's see. I did like Aaron Gordon. Could I pair him? <laughs> could I pair him? With, I, I don't know why I have a thing from Markel Fultz on this slate. But could I pair him with Fultz and then come off of come off of Randall? Drop down just a little bit at point power forward. No, let's let's um I like I like Randall okay. a lot in okay. this in this spot. I think he's he's gonna be one of the the majorities that I wanna build around. Okay. Um we can we can throw Fultz in there. Um but we gotta, we gotta find gotta a, get find a, a different. Gotta find a hundred bucks. Let's get off of Aaron Gordon then, okay. and um, let's uh, for um, just the sake of it, let's just assume we we can't assume these things, but let's just assume that Jaron Jackson Jr. gets into foul trouble tomorrow, <laughs> and Brandon Clark All comes right. in and plays some minutes behind him, yeah. and performs well in that spot, which he has been doing this season, so. But I, it's just crazy to just assume that a player is going to get into foul trouble. Um, so I don't want to predict these things. But, you know, I just feel like I got a gut feeling that Jaron Jackson <laughs> just might get into foul trouble tomorrow. You're probably right. Versus probably uh, right. Nikola Vucevic. That's my boy, but you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. So this lineup is Raul Neto, Markel Fultz, Donovan Spider-Mitchell, Josh Richardson, Kevin Knox, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Brandon Clark, Julius Randle, and Tristan Thompson. I like that one too. I think both the lineups we built. Yeah, one thing that I will say though is um, I will try and um, there's two things that you can do with the the Neto and the Richardson. Um, you can either look at it as okay, um, they kind of the the injury kind of caught the Sixers off guard, so they just threw Neto in there to um, to just fill those minutes. Um, and he and you don't think that he's going to get into the rotation this next game or be a key part of the rotation. And you can just say, OK, Richardson is going to be the point guard for this game. Um, and in and, and that case, you would want to only play one at a time. You would only play Richardson and no Neto. Um, or you can say, OK, Neto will be the starting point guard and Richardson will be the point guard whenever Neto is on the bench. Um, and in that case, you can play them both together and expect them both to hit value in that situation. Exactly, exactly. So. So there you have it. We built two lineups for you. We kind of give you some pivots, some stuff. Uh, again, patreon.com slash lineuplogic. Um, join us on the Slack chat. Uh, try to get at us um, uh, there. We There's a lot of updates to projections all the way up until lock. It's a great place to be. It's a great community. Um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn process. You're going to learn how to build better DFS lineups. So, uh, patreon.com slash lineuplogic is the website to join us there. Um, Jeremy's on Twitter uh, at Take No Days Off, correct? Yeah, Take No Days Off. I'm at Twitter at Spartanzilla. Uh, anything else for the people, Jeremy? Uh, no, nah, just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I added my secret formula to the um, to the projection. Can't believe so... you did that. Can't believe you did that. You were, <laughs> yeah, you were feeling just... too generous, feeling too generous. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Uh, I mean, that is literally how I um, build my lineups, man. All I give all these players their overall rating based off of their projection, their value, and their ownership, and I create it all into one number, and then I just build my lineups based off of those numbers. It's like a projection on steroids. <laughs> it really is, and I, it really and is. it is now available to um, all of our patrons. No doubt, no doubt. So. Uh, for Jeremy, this is Quaffo. Hey, it's 11 games. It's a Friday night. Kick back, relax, watch a little basketball, you know, and uh, do your thing. So enjoy the Friday night slate in the National Basketball Association. And take it easy, y'all. Peace. Once again, for all it is and worth, planet where I stand, same pants, different shirt. Once again, for all it is and worth, planet where I stand, same pants, different shirt. Once again, for all it is and worth, planet where I stand, same pants, different shirt. Once again, for all it is and worth.